wafting across the pastoral vistas of the new basement studios by the lake, this is the Atlantic Voice Podcast, 3,000 miles of opinion. This is the Atlantic Voice Podcast, I'm Zeph. And I'm Eric. Down in the new basement studio by the lake, this is, I guess this is our, we never did it, normally we do in November, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to get everything, in, I'm trying to get all my thoughts in a row, normally in November, we total up our summer movie preview scorecard. Correct. So obviously, long-time listeners of the pod know that every June, my partner and I preview the summer movie slate by watching trailers and then making predictions. Financial and critical predictions as to its success level and and, and other random things. and, And so this year, normally in November, we actually go through and score it up and see who the winner is. I think Lifetime, I'm like two, nine, and one against my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never did it this November because of other stuff going on on the pod. Right. But we figured because this is an odd movie time anyway, we're going to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about that, and then maybe at the end we're going to fit in some things about movies that are bridging the gap between now and the summertime. Just quick quick, yeah, quick I, hits on those for anybody who might want to go to the theater before we get to Memorial Day and all that. Because I, I guess, when was the last time you stepped inside a theater? Uh, a few weeks. I think I mentioned this already. We went to see Jaws. So that was Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. You yeah, mentioned on the last uh, show. Yeah. I mean, the last time I went, I went was to see Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, before that was yeah. Top Gun Maverick, which, of course, will... <laughs> that was the easiest prediction of the summer. Yet, funnily enough, as as we get dive straight in, I I told you this week I've seen like six of the summer movies. Yeah, surprisingly, I've yeah. seen more than a lot of the other years. We come through it, we're like, oh, so I actually only saw two of these things. But I think that's the increased availability and our increased payments for streaming services. Well, but that's an interesting point, though. It, for many different reasons, COVID probably being one of them. But also, to your point, the availability now of streaming services and because of COVID, how that lapse in time between something being in the cinema and being available at home has changed... I found it easier to watch summer movies. Yeah, well, and, and like I said, when I say the additional cost, I mean because a couple of years ago it was Netflix and Amazon Prime, and so a lot of movies did not come to, you know, they went through the regular cycle of going to cable and then coming over, but now with HBO and all their Warner movies and um, the other services out there, they seem to show up more quickly or at least oh, yeah. more quickly and easily accessible. Yeah, no, I was I was stunned this summer by how many movies from our original preview list back in June and July that have shown up a quicker and two far more available in the past in that you can probably find them on two or three different platforms it just yeah it's yeah. just become a lot easier exactly. to stay home and yet ironically stay in home has perhaps reignited people's interest in the cinema. No, the other thing, I guess, to be fair, is because we're doing this later, we've probably seen a number of these movies in the past, and that's certainly yeah. the case. I saw some of these movies over the holiday season, so uh, so that's probably what we've seen more, too. It is interesting. There are a couple on the list that were made by Netflix, and so there is now that sort of fudge where it appears in the cinema. You almost feel like the intent is for it to go straight to streaming, but they stick it in the cinema for a couple of weeks, right? To, either for awards or whatever. I mean, yeah. I remember I, it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? The The Irishman, the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci sort of uh, was it Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, the uh, Jimmy Hoffa uh, movie, the Hoffa. Teamsters, the whole thing. That that movie was clearly it was made by Netflix 
for Netflix, and yet they released it for like two weeks before it's Netflix advanced in the cinema, so so they could try and get Oscars for it. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Right. So it is interesting how just the general marketplace is now very different. So anyway. Real uh, quick, uh, just uh, in, in how we judge our prediction. So yes. we would basically, you'll hear us say a financial or critical success, basically two prongs for each movie that we, we, we did review. Obviously, we don't review all of them. Financial, uh, sorry, let's go with critical is easier. We just go with the Rotten Tomatoes. Is it uh, a red tomato or a splat, a green splat? That is correct. Um, the financial has gotten, as we've said before, sorry for repeating ourselves, but just in case anybody's getting this involved in this late, um, is harder to uh, project. We used to we used to match up their budget against their domestic box office, but between the fact that budgets seem to be more under lock and key these days, so you don't see as much of them. And the fact that a number of these on their financial success is misleading because they went to Netflix or something so quickly that their normal box office numbers don't make sense. We're just kind of making it up as we go along a little bit here. Straight to streaming is not an insult like straight to cable used to be an insult. Right. I, so I think all these, except for maybe one, got a little bit of theater time. But like I did, I just was looking at some numbers here. And like I think one that was very briefly in the theater has like a 400,000, 400, thousand dollar like box office or something like yeah. that you know something trivial that's clearly not a real amount so when we did the summer preview this year and you can go back and you can listen on the blog you go mm. just go into on the, the archives um i did the technology this year my partner did the notes my partner sent me the notes i'm gonna put a picture of these notes on the blog <laughs> these, <laughs> these notes are a disaster rude. yeah well i know I, what they I, say i mean i don't I, say know what the words say but i know what the coding is yeah i've heard the expression system. like the excuse the dog ate my homework i'm looking at these notes that you wrote and it looks like the dog did the homework. I mean, I cannot make out heads or tails. Well, I'll, and so I'll I, explain to you. Okay, and so as we total up the score, because ultimately there is a competitive element to this between my partner and myself, I'm going to be challenging many, many of the results. Well, I'm, they, they, these are, I think the real challenge is going to be on the financial stuff, to what what things sure. like, you know, when we want to opportunistically say what it is. All right, so, All right, so let's get going. Get right into it. Number, yep. number one, the first movie of the summer that we reviewed was Downton Abbey, A New Era, or Part 2, or something like that, uh, had a um, budget of, do, do you have a budget? I have a, I have a budget here of $40 million, and yeah. according to Wikipedia, made, um, do you, is that number you put in our chart? Is yes. that domestic box? I do not know. I just, that was the only number I could, <laughs> I, well, no, it doesn't say it. It's the only number I could find. So, $92 million financial success, we'd say, under those standards. Again, the other ones may be more complicated, but... Um, I think it's fair to say there's a financial success, but not a rousing financial ex- success. And in fact, uh, one of the one of if you look at the um, the notes, which you can't probably read, the, no, part, I can't. the part under your name says not as much not as much as prior movie. Okay, so there you go. So I so and, and like, it did make less than its prior, and the prior movie. movie was 194. You don't get any bonus points for no, that. No, I don't. That I don't have a, the that bell. That was just a gravy item. I, oh, I was okay. About to say I, I forgot the bell. I didn't. I didn't bring the bell. It's not in the bag. So I'm not getting an extra point for making that. No, because accurately. otherwise we can make lots of random predictions just because you spit something out during the course of the the uh, and oh, who's you know okay. it's not like I disputed that or something like that so I mean it was interesting though critically I think I think this is was it critically successful it, well, yes yeah, it, yeah. 86% okay. of the we fanatics both, love we that both stuff, get points we? on this right? okay what was interesting too though as I recall my pen we, doesn't work yeah. we also made we also this year 
uh, or, or last summer sort of added in a new category because of the nature of people going back to the cinema because the straight financial ranking was going to be harder to discern this year because of right. lower attendance because of stuff going to streaming much quicker we also with movies that were franchises we also i don't know if it's for the scorecard but we also looked at it and sort of said well would it do better than its predecessor that one didn't which surprised yeah me. yeah um or maybe not i don't that, was it, i mean it was a different item like it was like you know it was a big jump in time, so I don't think it had the same continuity for everybody, and I and I also think it's on the backside of its arc of general popular sentiment. Oh, and I would also say this too to your point. It's also a movie that's going to skew older, yeah, right? That's I true. Mean, I didn't that many fair. more people had died, right? Yeah, you know, and, COVID. Yeah, you know. and so older people are like, "Ooh, I'm not taking my chances in the cinema." All right. Uh, next movie on our list was Men. Which was for people who haven't seen haven't seen this was an unusual horror type movie um, by the um, Alex Alex Garland, Alex Garland who did Annihilation and Sunshine. Other- he wrote Sunshine. He directed the Judge Dredd reboot. There was something prior Ex-Machina. to Ex Machina, Ex-Machina, Ex-Machina yeah, which was his biggest yeah, critical. Yeah, yeah. Annihilation was pretty bad. Um, for this one, we I have a. I don't have a budget. Do you have a budget? No, and I, I couldn't find one at all. And I tried to research. I tried to research in there, and I couldn't find a budget. But to be fair, it made $11.2 million, so it's one of those that's right. And yeah, it was probably made for less. I don't know. Can you make a movie for less than $10 million these yeah, days? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so... So we're going to say that... It's only got, like, four actors Would in you it, call so. that a financial success or no? I, get, I don't... For the sake, you know, even though it hurts me, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> kind of you, okay. I'm going to say yes. Because you had said it would success. be a financial bomb. Yep. So financial success, critical, not that high, 68, but that is success. But that, that is, is success, great, right? Yeah. So you um, saw it, right? I just happened to see it last night. I forgot it was on our list. I remembered it was a movie from the I've past been meaning year, but to I didn't remember it on our list. It is materially weirder. Than, than I expected. Um, I thought it was, I mean, we knew it was weird because it's not giving anything away to say that the main thing is that the, she goes to a town, it's in England, and everybody, all the act, all the characters, the male characters, or almost all the male characters are played by the same guy, Rory, Rory, Rory Kinnear. Kinnear. Very good. Uh, I mean, even to the point where he was playing like a kid where they had computerized, like made him younger and these other oh. kind of weird things. Um, so it was very surrealistic. So in that sense, it was a little, to me, it, did you see Annihilation? Yes, I did. Yes. And I enjoy it until the very end. <laughs> you might have the same sentiment here. Like, it, okay. I thought it was good. It gets very weird. It is, um, did you see that movie uh, Mother with um, no Jennifer? And what's his name? No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've now forgotten it's, his name. It, like, we were watching it, and we're like, oh. that, that's, that's, um... Javier um, Bardem. Yeah, we were watching it, and we are like, you know, it feels a little bit like that in the weirdness to okay. it. And I don't want to give away the weirdness to Mother, the, the twist towards the end. And and then we looked, because we were trying to figure out what the heck a bunch of it meant. And somebody's like, people have compared it to Mother. <laughs> and so we're so like, okay, at least our weirdness comparison. I would recommend seeing it. Okay, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. I know that's a very if, if you're in, If you're into, if you like don't like oddball, surrealist, hard-to-figure-out movies, don't. 
see it, you'll just be incredibly frustrated, especially at the end. There is an old, but if you if you like that kind of thing, it's it's it fits that bill. There is an old, and I was I I, I, I can't remember if we mentioned this before. I feel like we've had this discussion before. I remember from the seventies there was a there is an old Anthony Hopkins movie, a young Anthony Hopkins movie from like the early seventies called Magic. And it is about a guy and his relationship. He's a ventriloquist. He has a ventriloquist dummy. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's one of those psychological film, psychological horror films where, you know, people people are getting murdered, and you know, is is the dummy. But it's not Chucky. It's not like that. And it's just this similar sort of thing with people and what's in their head and what's not in their head and all this kind of stuff. Well, I was about to say, like, that's the one. I don't think I'm giving anything away to say, like, you know, when you have a movie where the all the male characters are played by the same yes. actor, you have to go, I don't, is it real? Or, like, or is this yeah. just truly imaginary? Right. And they never bother explaining no, it to you. No, and that's, yeah. Like, Annihilation was supposed to be like a real invasive force time yes. dimensional I type of thing. I'm not sure about this one. Right. So anyway, that's an old Anthony Hopkins movie. I will shout out. Very entertaining magic. I'm trying to think who else is in it. I think his girlfriend is perhaps Lee Remick, big star from the 70s. Uh-huh. Not to be. Wait, With Lee Majors, who's no, a no, dude. I was thinking of the, Don't get Lee Remick and Lee Majors confused. The, the woman who was a Scientologist for a while, sitcoms. Is it Remini? Leah Remini? Leah Remini. But yeah. it's from 1970. Yeah, she was I, King of Queens. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, next movie. And we'll, we could spend a little more time on this one because it was Top Gun Maverick. Yep. yep. Um, the we both said it would be a financial success, and yes, it was. It made uh, one point something billion, huge, one and a half almost huge. billion. Um, certainly exceeded its budget. And I don't even know what the budget was, but it's sort of irrelevant. I think two hundred million or something. Um, almost certain it was the biggest movie of the summer, but we'll figure that out towards the end. I don't. Do you remember why? Did we just basically say it was we, – we both put dashes on – oh, or, or the, re, the reviews were already out already. I think the they? reviews were already out. Like okay. it was already at this moment where you, everyone – you know, we, we kind of knew it was going to be big. And so that's why I'm looking at your hieroglyphic-style notes, and I can actually read – Hieroglyphic? Make something – that make – Makes squiggle. more than predecessor. Yeah, but that's that's what – I mean, it looks – it could easily be mile, nom, do, predecessor. Well, I know it could easily so. be that, but it's not what it is. I didn't write these notes, by the way, for general publication. I, I wrote these for my own purposes. Yeah, Usually but, you listen to the whole episode before. Well, that's – yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at the notes now, and, you know, the definite note – I mean, they're not – for my purpose, because I can't make out half of this stuff. Anyway, no, I, I think we decided that it was already sort of critic-proof, and I think we'd come down on this sense of, is it going to do better than its predecessor? I, clearly, everything was yes, and it was going to be a wash, because we made the same prediction. It was an interesting... I want to make a more general comment. And, and by the way, for anybody who's wondering, the answer is yes, it... it um it made more than the predecessor, like people may not know, but Top, like, Gun, Top Gun was a big success, but it was like more on... I would be interesting, though, what that number is on inflation. If it grossed $357 million globally in 1987, I think the original Top Gun comes out, what is that now? Okay, so it's only $440 million when adjusted for the inflation. But frankly, what's interesting, the budget... The budget was fifteen million on three eighty seven. So let me quickly do the math. Three eighty seven divided by fifteen is two is eighty seven. One, two, three, four, five. So it made about twenty five times its budget, which is an interesting thing. So can you flip back to 
your sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, we don't have a budget, but I think what's no, what, what's one point four billion divided by twenty? The budget, according to Wikipedia, the budget for Top Gun Maverick one seventy. Which so what's one seventy million guessing. times twenty five? You mean what? times twenty five? Oh, oh, you're trying to figure out the multiple. Yeah, you're, just, you're doing division by doing multiplication. We have a slightly updated technology, if anybody's curious about being behind the scenes, where I ended up with a spare monitor around the house, so now I'm able to, while working on the computer, show it to Zeph in live time instead of like we used to always have to do, where I'd have to twist my laptop around it. So so. 170 times 25, no, no, 170 million times 25. For anybody who's wondering, I believe, I'm not totally sure, but I think Zeph is trying to compare the multiple of budget of the original versus the new one, right? Is that what you're trying to do? Yes. Because you're saying the original made 25 times its budget? Times 25. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I think it's it's (laughs) completely blown my Apple computer. Yeah. Your tip calculator's not working? Yeah. Anyway. So you saw it, right? I saw it. Yes. I mean, it was good. I think it was better than the first one. It had some definite problem spots. Sure. But it more than made up with it with other good parts to it. I mean, relative to like the original Top Gun, which I I was fine with it, but I did not love, love I, the original Well, that's the thing. I think at the time we said that the original Top Gun actually isn't that great of a movie. Yeah. I mean, some people regard it. But sure. I think a lot of that has to do with if you were 16 at the time. So what I'm saying is the genius of the new Top Gun movie is it was able to trade on its nostalgic factor yeah. without falling into sort of the pitfalls of nostalgia. Right. And I don't know. I, I know what I'm trying to say, and I've just sort of thought that sentence up. But I think it might. Yeah, well, because it had younger pilots, and so it was. It was an interaction. It was like an appropriate. You know what? You know what? It's a, it's not. I mean, it would, like ironically I said, enough, another Tom Cruise one, the uh, the Hustler and Color of Money, were different movies. Based around, it was closer in terms of a replication. Hustler, I'm sorry, sure. Color of Money is not a replication at all no. of, of Hustler, but it was. But it was more like they said, "Listen, we're not going to just do a hey, he goes back and goes flying around. We're going to involve some younger people and um, some storyline." And so they, I, I thought they did a good. They were like I said uh, for people who've seen it. I mean, the worst thing, the worst scene in the entire thing was when uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly's taking her boat in to be repaired, and so now they suddenly go on this, like, high-tent, you know, sailing race across the bay to that, have mean, it be I, I coming for repairs. That, I always felt... So we can show that, you know, the notion he's of, nervous or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the romantic relationship was arguably the weakest part of the film, and yeah. not because of the people in it. It just didn't... I don't know, it was... It, it, it just couldn't sort of find its space in the action. No, it, it, feel, it really felt like something they felt like yeah. they had to tack in somewhere. Yeah, so we'll that's do the weakest thing. part of it. But to be fair, it, it, it's not enough to take you out of the movie. So, right. Yeah, mission for, for, for Tom Cruise, mission accomplished. Yeah. Whatever that means. So, Elvis, which I fear <sighs> we're going to turn out to be both wrong on. Let's see. Elvis. We both said was going to be a financial and critical bomb. What, is this a Boslerman one or whatever yeah. it is? So 77 on the critical, which just seems to me, I don't know, generous. I guess some people. I don't know how it got away with it, right? Although so to be fair, my, my stepdaughter went to see it and loved it. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe I, maybe this is a good sign of us being out of touch, and it's and well exceeded its budget. Budget was eighty five. It made two ninety um, million, obviously. Um, so we're like doubly wrong on that one. I, I just it looked horrible. It still looks horrible to me. Like I, I have no interest in seeing it. The guy, the guy, I think the guy did Siren Live, who sang the stuff. And he's kind of funny that way, but uh, you know, the movie looked just looked atrocious. Yeah, but again, it, I, somebody I, somebody call up and make the or you know send us an email and make the case that Elvis is a good movie. Yeah, but I'd actually like to hear from people. Because again, I I remember watching the trailer, thinking I don't wanna, I, I wouldn't have gone. I, I still won't bother to watch it. If 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 everyone yeah. emails in to say, Zeph and Eric, you've missed out. This film is brilliant. I'm still not going to watch it. No. But make the case anyway. I, <laughs> Go ahead, take a try. So actually, yeah, make the case, even though we're already throwing you out of court. Please take up your own time when you're never going to move us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next movie was Nope, which was the Jordan Peele movie. Uh, we both said it would be financially and critically successful. I think it was. Um, in fact, it's a nominee, isn't it? Um, Is it? 80, 82% uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think the Oscar nominations have come out, have they? Well, but, but I think it was a nominee on the Golden Globes or something. But. I watched it on the NBC, NBC Universal streaming service, Peacock. Yeah. I don't know what I watched, but I watched it you know, at home. Obviously, maybe we did go to the theaters, but it was it was pretty good. I, mean, I like, really enjoyed it. It's not. I really enjoyed. I it. I think the the main. So we we both got our things right, but I think the main thing that we were asking is it will it be as good. And let's see. I'm trying to decipher. Good, but not as good. Better. My concern. I remember. My concern was. And, and, and it, that would it eclipse or would it Get keep out. to the standard that Jordan Peele has set for himself? And I remember when we did the preview, I made a lot of M. Night Shyamalan comparisons. And I know we actually are going to talk about one of those movies that's coming out mm-hmm. in, in this time period. I will say this. I couldn't have been more wrong. If Jordan Peele is going to have a drop-off, he hasn't had it yet. No. no I mean, that incredible level of consistency. And I think, and, and before, I, before I let you go here, I think, I, I think because, it was, because it was a different genre for him, it was sort of sci-fi-ish, I, the cha- a change is as good as the rest. I, figured, I just figured out what my bad handwriting said. Would it have better financials than Get Out? I said yes, you said no. And it didn't. Um, it didn't. <laughs> Let's see. I, I don't think it did. And I, and I will put that down to just the notion of the marketplace. The fact that people are not going back into the multiplex at the kind of levels that they were, you know, prior pandemic. Oh, no, box office there is... This is Get Out. Get Out, get out get is out 250, 255 with a very small budget, four and a half. Um... Nope, was uh, okay. No, so that's fair. It did not do as well. It had a smaller box and a much, much bigger budget. Like the note budget is like 10 times as big. But as creatively, I thought, I'm not going to say it was, that's not better because they're different films, but creatively, this is not a Keeps film. Up. Yeah, this is not a filmmaker yet who looks like he's sort of, you know, peaked. Right. Really, I'd recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's, 
And it's interesting. It's weird, and it's but it's not so weird. Like you're like it's not off putting. It's like uh, weird, and hey, that's kind of imaginative. You and, know? and clearly, clearly, it is inspired by a whole load of movies. Like, and there, there isn't such a thing as an original piece of work now. But I think, unlike, and I'm going to put the boot in because I've always put the boot into it. Unlike J.J. Abrahams, where his J. J. stuff, some, some, some of his stuff feels like a knockoff, he, Jordan Peele was clearly, you could see the influences in it, but it was still an original piece of work. Really enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, next on our list was Jurassic World Dominion. Um, or I, don't know, I don't know where the colon goes in that, but uh, is it Jurassic World colon Dominion? Or yes, is it it's Jurassic, Jurassic World. World Dominion. Well, there's no colon at all on Wikipedia. Yeah, at least that. But um, so, so maybe there is a sort of. I like, think it's just put, Jurassic World Dominion. So putting the word together, um, we both said uh, financial success, critical bomb. Actually, critical not success. You pointed out it would be a bomb. I believe that was right. It was like twenty nine percent. Far and away, tomatoes. far and away, the worst reviewed of all of those Jurassic yeah. Park movies. And yeah. that includes the much maligned but still very entertaining Jurassic Park 3 from the first go-round. Yeah. It was still a financial success. Uh, yeah. You know, um, not as much. Didn't I, I, don't, By a I ton. don't even need to look. It's, I'm sure it didn't make as much money inflation adjusted as the original. Although but still, by a ton, it made over anything now. A billion is the new 650,000. It made a billion. Yeah, I mean the one thing to note there. So we're, I think those you we, we have typically used domestic box when we used to be able yeah, to get those that's, things. Yeah, that's to be fair. Yeah. But uh, so these Wikipedia numbers I think are global. Um, original. Um, so uh, the original one made like nine hundred fourteen million. So I would actually say I think this did did not do did as not financially do as, well. as well. No. So. But still, I mean, it, you know, it is clear, it is clear that there is still a market for this franchise, and a movie that made that off a couple of million, couple of hundred million budget, yeah. they're going to find a way to make more. You know, it's funny. I looked at this and I thought they're going to myself, keep going until it doesn't make money. I, I think we we observed this in the past few years that there's hardly any movies that don't make their like big budget movies that don't make money when you take yeah. in the global box and I stuff. Guess, and so, yeah. in a weird way, I mean, either it's possible the numbers are junk, but. It's almost like they're spending too little money on movies because or maybe you can't even figure out a way to spend more money than 200 and something million on a movie with, so sci-fi, with the CGI and everything. But it's like if this is really accurate financially, it's printing money. Like, you know, so yeah. what if you put a you know, quarter of a billion dollars on those movies? You it end is, up getting your money back. It is the nature of CGI movies that at the end of the day, CGI, whatever one thinks of it, from a creative aspect, from a financial aspect, it's a lot cheaper yeah. with these bigger movies. Again, I, the James Bond movies are always expensive to make. I think I think Spectre cost three hundred million, hmm. and you're sitting there watching. Well, and that's only because they did everything for real. Right. So in a strange way, everything now that's comic book or CGI, you suddenly bring your cost down buy a lot. Again, yeah. the fact that that movie could be made for 200 million is mind-boggling to me, but also funnily enough, you just get just get yourself a good laptop and that's covered yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thought because I think a lot of people looking at the 
current movie scape, you know, of what gets released in the theaters at least, have said, boy, it's so lame and and made it into a commentary about people's tastes. Yeah. And um, but I think, you know, this uh, another argument is because you can't right? like you, if you want to make money in the business of making movies, you can make these things this way. Right. And so this is what you're going to get. Like yeah. if you can make beer for. 50 cents a can instead of a dollar a can, it's a better deal to do it. Because you're right. If you sit in front of a movie executive and say this is going to make five times what you spend on it, everyone's yeah. green lighting it yeah, and getting yeah. the next group in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> you go. Report give me, back. Give me one of these. Uh, give me a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, so next movie on our list is actually in, in the realm of new attempts, which I, which I think may stick as a franchise called The Gray Man. Um, it is going to be a franchise. So the yeah. Gray Man was Ryan, uh, no, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Chris. Oh, what's his last name now? I can see his face. Chris Evans. Is it Chris Evans? Yeah, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, oh, yeah. Ray Jean, whatever his name is. I watched it the other week. I had no intention of watching it, but I figured for the for this. I did. I watched it on Netflix because it was a Netflix production that I think spent, it was one of those films that spent yes, like two weeks in the cinema and right. then went straight to well, this, this is the one that I was thinking about before. Budget was $200 million and its box office is listed as only a half a million. Right. Of course, that's because they just popped it out there briefly, so we don't really know its success level uh, financially. But you know something? They are committed to making more. So so from whatever internal mate, uh, metric that Netflix use for investing money in things, as far as they're concerned, it is worth reinvesting in this product. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I, so, so again, we don't know how a streaming company decides to evaluate is something worth the money, but this one for them was worth the money because they are making more. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, you didn't put it in your list. I don't know why, if you're just being polite, but it was a 46. And, um, oh, so I win, tomatoes, yeah, so you win an extra yeah, point take there. That. Yeah, um, take that. I think maybe we just don't even, we both said financial down, so we just won't bother saying. No, that's uh, a wash. And, and we basically said it's because it's Netflix. So um, you pick up a point there. I thought it was way better than a 46. Didn't you? I mean, like it was, I, you know, it was, it was, it was, it, was, it certainly was not a like, oh my goodness, but it was like a born movie with uh, it was a, a heart, you know, to it and a little bit more overarching plot, not just that he's a secret. Like, like you know, the born thing, it was, it was like weird and technical, like, oh, it's about the government coming get you. This is literally about this person's attachment to people and, you know, his relationships. Oh, really? You like saw that. that in it? Yeah. I didn't. You I didn't? I, I, look, look, I, I watched it and I enjoyed it. My original, my, the reason I was down on this movie was it felt like a born knockoff. It's not a born knockoff, but what it is, is this interesting hybrid of Jason Bourne, espionage, backstabbing, you know, agent on the run, right? But then combined with, unlike Jason Bourne, very stylized, completely over the top John Wick style action. That's true. It did have it was. A and so what's this weird? It's way, not right? a Jason Bourne movie that. And, and I remember we had this conversation at the time. The Jason Bourne movies attempt to inhabit a a version of real life. Right. Like, right. Jason Bourne was like, and this probably not, not really possible. This, but you could watch it and think it was yes, possible. Right. Whereas right. a lot of these this things one, you could not think. This were one was possible. so over the top, and yet it did 
kind of work for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Anna Diarmas in it, was in it. Oh, yeah. Who seems to be attempting to knock off an appearance in as many franchises as possible because <laughs> she's been in Bond. She's been in uh, Knives Out. She's now, That's this right. is going to become a franchise. She's been in this. I, I did enjoy it. And if they made another one, I well, particularly because it's going to be back on Netflix, I totally would watch it, right? Like, and again, I'm not. It's now, what I subscribe to Netflix for it? I don't know. I mean, it, just part of that. It, their it, pastiche it, stuff. I will say this: I have never been Ryan Gosling's biggest fan. Ooh, like Ryan Gosling. Now, see, I'm not a he's, Ryan Gosling. He's one fan. of the better Ryan's out there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I find, anyway, I really enjoyed him in this. I just enjoyed it. It went down easily. I yeah, I was surprised by it. Well, you still you picked up a point no less on it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And I think you're going to get one here. I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I made this decision, but um, no, I think I'm not going to get where the crawdads sing. Um, No, no. look at that. I'm going to pick up a point. I couldn't have been. I feel better. I feel vindicated. (laughs) I couldn't have been more wrong with this movie. Yeah. So on this one. We both said it'd be a financially success. Success. I think that was part was like it was a Reese. It's not a Reese. It's a Reese Witherspoon produced movie. Yes, right? she's not in it. And we just thought it would be you know feel good. And then critically, you said an up, and I said down. I must have paid more attention than I've been paying attention lately. So I pick up a point there because it was a thirty-four in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Made I think it was financially success, wasn't it? Because it's made one hundred and forty. Let me find the uh, Wikipedia page. Ooh. Nope, that's great. Man. Couldn't have been more wrong. And here's the interesting thing. Well, you could have, because you could have gotten it financially wrong. I think you got it. Um, so it was, yeah, I made 140 box off of a 24 million budget. Okay, so we were right there. there. I, I couldn't, my, my gut reaction was this thing would have should have been a double bomb, and yet it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, at this point, I now don't remember. I remember watching the trail and be like, there's no way I'm going to see that. And so now I've erased like the whole thing from my mind. But hey, picked up a point. Can't complain with that. Uh, next on the list is Bullet Train. Watch that this week. Yeah, and I, we watched that. Over, that was one we watched over the holidays. Um, let's see real quickly. The facts and figures. This is Bullet Train was probably not, well, 53. So, I, Can I make a general comment about Bullet Train? Well, the, this is one movie where the trailer accurately reflects the experience you are going to have when you sit and watch it. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and, and, like, and I say that because some movies do not. Yeah. Some movies, the trailer pitches you one thing, and then you get in there and you're like, what? And, and again, maybe the prior movie we just discussed, Where the Crawdads, when we watched that trailer... We both kind of took it as something else yeah. than what it turned well, out men to be. Men, for sure, does not show you, you all the weirdness in that. Bullet Train was a, another one of these, super, again, similar to Grey Man with over-the-top John Wick-style action, super stylized, the time's very funny. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Okay, so we both said critically up. We were both wrong because it's a 53. That that surprises me. You know, I need to to spend more time with the Rotten Tomatoes numbers or or like the, because I just, I feel like reviews are just not what they were anymore. Like people aren't, whoever's getting into this percentage is not really regular reviewers. I'm not just saying they're wrong, but it just seems like it skews in a funny way that I don't follow anymore. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, what kills me the most, this is somewhat tangential, but like just generally is the, the reviewers who will like, they'll pick a movie that's clearly not a serious and sophisticated movie and be like, right. oh, it's great fun. Yeah. Right. And then another movie that 
as far as I can tell, is it, oh no, that's just bad. It's, you know, <laughs> well, and to your point with that example you've just used, I bullet bullet train was pretty good fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. It is what it is. It can was. I, it got better. Like I don't know if you your experience. Like so, if you watch it and you're at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is too much. And I, that was our my feeling in the early parts of it. I was like, this is too self consciously comical. And then it got better. And it, it, it had to find its rhythm. Yeah, it had to introduce it's all. Rare its that characters. a movie gets better over the course of the movie. Usually, it's you know they go, oh, it was pretty good, and then that stupid I, third act was horrible. But this one, I thought was better the later it got into the movie. Here's what was interesting. I after the film, I went back in. I went back into Wikipedia to read about it. And what was interesting was Wikipedia has some articles where originally, and this thing had been in development for a while, yeah. like I think different people have been attached to it, but originally the script had been written. It's based on one of these Japanese, not anime, but one of, you know. Uh, originally, Martial the, arts movie. No, there's a, there's a name for it. I can't remember what it is yeah. now. Something Canoozer or something like oh. that. Anyway, originally the, the, the film adaptation, the book is relatively serious. Oh, the book is serious. Uh-huh. The original film was pitched in a serious fashion, as as it says somewhere. People people saw it as like a die-hard type thriller set mm-hmm. on a train, and yet ultimately the version we got has turned it into a very stylized action comedy. And I just found that interesting because I could see that movie that originally it might have been pitched as was sort of some some super tense thriller on a train. Of course, that has already been done on a number of occasions in, in some very different genres. I want to shout out, there is a great train, there is a great horror movie about a whole load of zombies on a Korean bullet train called Last Train to Bhutan. That thing's brilliant. And okay. I'm not a horror guy. But what I'm saying is, it, the version that we got was different than how it'd been originally yeah. done, but I did quite enjoy it. Okay. Financially, and I just, I pulled up another thing that, that what something you were saying made me think of. Uh, financially, I think it was a success, right? Uh, 239 million. Yeah, I mean, what did not it make? a huge blockbuster. Uh, where's bullet train? I lose another Budget point. of 85. Yeah, because I had it bombing. 240, so. I had it bombing. Circle. So you mentioned something there in terms of like where these movies are going, what's going on. The one movie that got no press at all, but it, and it went straight to stream was Confess Fletch. Yeah, which I watched the other week yeah, too. It's good, right? I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And it got an eighty-five on the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. So like anybody who's looking for a movie that you may not, and John Hamm, and uh, I forget the woman's name who's in it. But I uh, think the issue with that with Confess Fletch, most people. The majority of people in the world don't know that it's based off this book series, Fletch. Right, right. So people right. may know the Chevy Chase movie, Fletch, which was very, like, man, it's a Chevy, Cathy, Chase, yeah, it's a Chevy kind of, Chase comedy. Yeah, right. Which was based on the book also, but then they just the took it one books. way and yeah. took, oh, okay. It was, it was apparently Confess Fletch is far more in line with the books that were sort of more of a play on, like, Sort of Raymond Chandler detective, yeah. Like yeah, they, was, they are, they are more. They it are was more, still comedic for the, sure. The comedic, but not not comedic in the way that the yeah, Chevy not Chase, like goofy comedic right. kind of stuff. Um, but uh, so recommend that that for anybody who's looking for a thing, which I can't remember the yeah, streaming I did quite service, enjoy. but you'll. Uh, oh, it's on Prime Video. So yeah, or oh, Showtime. I saw it on Showtime. Okay. So I think it's a, I think it's a Showtime production. Uh, yeah, explain stuff. Just like the uh, men was on Showtime. Yep. All right. Keep keep rolling. All right. Uh, Thor something something. What, what was Thor called? Thor called Love and Thunder. 
I don't know. I actually, I wouldn't mind this movie, but I just I maybe yeah, never I just got around it to it. Yeah. Um, budget of two fifty million, made seven sixty, so financially yep, so successful. Oh, well, we're, both, we're both wrong. Actually, how do we think? How do we think it wasn't? Oh no! Note is based in comparison to Doctor Strange. So we're both right. Yeah, we're both right because we basically said, okay, let's forget about the financials. All these Marvel, this is kind of like what we were saying before. These all these Marvel movies make money, make money. Yeah. But the question is, is it really a financial success if it doesn't match up? And to instead the of, and, and I think instead of, instead of comparing it with his predecessor, we decided to compare it directly to the other Marvel movie of the summer, which was Doctor Strange, that came out at the start Correct. of the summer. Or actually came out before the summer movie preview, and that still made more. Uh, so we're actually both correct. Okay. Is a 64 a splat or a... Uh, I thought 60 is the number. Let's right find out, because it's going to be the big tie between... Four, my partner is very excited because since we have returned to the new basement studio by the lake, he has added all kinds of technology. So we yeah, really are saying, in you were, something. You were doing something else, but I was yeah. explaining that. Oh, you monitor. Sorry. 63 uh, counts as a positive. That's a bummer because it's a 63. I thought it was maybe a 65. I said. And that's basically two reviewers. I said a critical kind of, yeah. down and you said critical up. So, yeah, so you, that, you pick up a point. Surprisingly, I pick up a point. Yes. All right. Uh, next was Vengeance. Which, you know, the title, like, I was like, I couldn't remember what the heck it was, but it's, it's, it's the dark comedy with B.J. Novak, and I think written or directed by B.J. Novak. By B.J. Novak. Well, about a podcast thing investigating a murder. It's, uh, I would say, based on this, was a financial bomb, yep. unless it was really cheap. Box office was 4.4. I don't think you, you can make it for less than 4.4. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was 81%, so critically successful, which means... I think we split because we split. you said both down. You're right on the financial, but wrong on the critical. I said both up. I, and um, so I was wrong on the financial, but right on the critical. I'm going to say something, and I don't take any pride in saying this. I started watching it, gave it about 35 minutes, and then checked out of it. And, and again, I, I, I kind of got the concept when I was watching it, I was very conscious of the fact that, oh, this is a film that's very well written. But unfortunately, and I don't mean this as a criticism of its cast, it is a... There are some films where if you're watching movie stars, you'll forgive bad material at a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. Because this film had no movie stars in it, it was clearly very well written and it was very clever. But after 35 minutes, I'm watching a bunch of dudes from TV and Ashton Kutcher, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what am I doing here? And I didn't enjoy it at all, and I turned it off. Huh. And that's very rare that I do that. So you didn't yet. finish it? So you don't I know never it, finished it. You don't know the answer to that, because the other thing we'd put in here, so for anybody who doesn't... No, she is dead. It, no, we, no, it's we, not whether she's dead. We know she's dead. The, the question was whether she had been murdered, because... Well, look, I think she is murdered. Look it up on Wikipedia. Well, well, I don't. Look want, the, I don't want to have a spoiler for anybody. I, I, no, I'm spoiling it. Don't don't watch this movie. It's a time <laughs> suck, and it's not a bad movie. Like you, again, it's one of those films you can watch again. You can watch George Clooney and you can watch George Clooney and Brad Pitt and a whole load of things, and they get away with it because you're watching George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. He's another one. You watch these guys, you go, I'm enjoying this because you're watching a movie star carry the material. Here, Vengeance, with a whole load of dudes who have been supporting actors and TV actors, 
There's no star power there. What the movie needed was a little bit of star power. And it would have elevated exactly the same material. In the same way that the new Fletch movie, Confess Fletch, is... Because I don't think that's an entirely original movie, but it is entirely held together by a really great John Hamm performance. Mm -hmm. John Hamm stepping into the shoes of Chevy Chase and doing a different movie and doing it really well. You're watching it because John Hamm is brilliant. When I watched Vengeance... yeah, and I and I don't want to be mean. I don't mean to be mean because I think BJ again. When you if you shut your eyes and listen to it, it was very well written and very clever, and yet somehow it didn't work. What it needed was one or two A-listers to to sort of drag you along with it. So I'm I'm reading this. It's actually kind of complicated. It says. So uh, the whole gist of she dies of a drug overdose, and so the question is, was she actually murdered, or she just accidentally overdosed? After Ben is able to unlock Abby's phone and find out she's been texting guy's name, she has saved his Ben later on after party. Then, as he describes how Seller took Abilene, who would overdose to the spot where death would remain a statistic, Seller appreciates Ben's method, agreeing to always... Yes, it is a murder. Valid proof. So that means I got yeah. that right. Oh, that okay. There's no bonus points. So, so we this will offset the bonus point okay. that you were trying to claim before. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I have I have an list secret headquarters, but we didn't really do that because that like ended up being like I don't even know if it made it to Paramount I don't even know Plus. Like, yeah. it was, I still it was don't know. Maybe I think it's like an internet the, uh, joke. Owen Brothers. Is it? Yeah, I, 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 and I, it was I, some sort of weird thing. So I, I actually went looking for it again. I was like, wait, so a minute, that's off the really charts. And then the last movie was Beast. Which, weirdly enough, I feel like it came out last April, but I guess maybe it was No, it was later. August. Yeah, but um, it uh, was a modest success. It budget was $36 million and it made $59. Uh, we both said it would not be financial successful, so we're wrong on that. And that could be and that could be global, but who cares? We're the same thing. And we had a long discussion about what the critics would say about yeah. it. And the critics, oh, another one right on the 68. So yeah. Looks like you're no, gonna, it's actually you not bad. One. Yeah, no, you get that one. I said critically. But didn't Nazi. I say, didn't I pick a, I, I made a prediction that Sholto Copley's character would die, and you were laughing at me, and i like, yeah, well, it's worth a point, and he does, his character does die. I didn't write it. I've down. not seen the movie, but I went, I yeah. just read it on Wikipedia. It looks so, it looks so bad. That it did look bad, like, yeah. like, you know, like just running around with lions chasing him. Like, yeah. No. Didn't seem like a dramatic thing. So, uh, I can't remember. Well, we need to get to the big categories because they yeah, all yeah. do count for points as well. Yeah. And I know up front I was way out. Yeah. So, first of all, we all we assumed Top Gun would be the top, and that was true. So, yeah. no, no, nothing to be done there. In second place, you had Downton Abbey. I had Jurassic Park. You are I, correct. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, I really, I, 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 I overestimate... Oh yeah, I, it's like I'm 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 by a factor of ten, right? <laughs> no, I overestimate Downton's. I make the mis- I make the classic mistake with Downton Abbey of because it is extremely popular with, within one demographic. I make the mistake of translating that across demographics, and the reality is Jurassic Park is more popular with more demographics. Yeah. Again, to Downton Abbey has this massive following amongst PBS watchers, but PBS watchers are not. Are not uh, a staple yeah. of the yeah. summer yeah. movie, and especially right. in when COVID revivals come up yeah. and stuff like that. So, but whereas, whereas you know, teenagers and this sort of millennial nostalgia trip for Jurassic Park, that is a much bigger demographic. So, therefore, I was completely wrong. Um, 
So and then there's the, there's something here that says outside line. And then I can't read your writing. Well, it's, it's Zeth, Crawdads, Eric Thor. Crawdads. I think it was sort of like an outside chance of being the top. Like it was because we were basically, this was, I wrote that down right after we talked about and it. And I was we're wrong again. Yeah, that's really wrong. Yeah. I mean, I was wrong I as thought well. Crawdads, I thought Crawdads but, uh, was going to hoover up. But I don't, I don't think this matters because that was just like if for some reason we're t- completely off base and Top Gun melts down for some reason, maybe somebody would committed some crime or, you know, shot somebody or something like that. And then it would be there, so that doesn't count for anything. I think this, this is going to be intensely close here. You think? Uh, I feel like I've been destroyed. No, 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 no. Which is not a new experience for me in the summer movie preview competition. That's just those. So this is it. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, That's drum roll, 14 please. for Zeph. And I do want to comment while I do the drum roll sound effect. If you listen to our last show, what sounded like a roulette reel or dice going all the way through the all the way through the podcast, that was actually just my partner's ice in his drink. <laughs> That's funny. I had, di- I had different ice because our ice yeah. machine was broken, so I had these very square ices. They very actually look like dice. Very yeah, loud Much ice, larger yeah. than I expected. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It's a tie, but for me picking Jurassic a second. Well, but so you win. Yeah. That's the nature of it. So you win again. My record lifetime, I think, is now something like 1, 11, and 1. I think I've only ever won once. My partner clearly running away with this. No, a, hardly. Hardly running away <laughs> when it's like this is this is a tie. And we got. We, the fact that we I won on the back of one of the worst movies of the summer, Jurassic World, yes. is, is no like great <laughs> consolation. But. Uh, <laughs> All right, we've got a couple of couple of trailers to play. Oh yeah, that's right. Forgot all about this. So we figured we'd fill a little time. Kudos to us for being done in less than sometimes it takes us amount of time. Uh, a couple of movies to bridge us before we get to the summer. Um, I'm just sort of going to randomly pick them, um, and we'll quickly react. And Zeph doesn't have any previews of these. Uh, he, no, so he I don't know. Knows, I, I have no idea what you're going to throw. Probably knows they're coming out, but. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're an ex-con. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man. People still need help, Dad. That's why we made this. Paul Rudd as uh, Ant-Man. And um, I forgot her name. That's Wasp. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. And now they're, in addition to her parents, the lost parents being in on this stuff, um, their daughter is, apparently. I remember their parents are Michael Douglas and, uh, um, and, uh, it's just name blanking out on now. Then this is the, this is the comedic end of Marvel stuff. Not that it's the only one anymore. When it first came out, it was like truly the most comedic. No, I think it's been, it's been out comedied by Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, really? Uh, I don't know. Is I don't it Deadpool? Know. I don't watch any of these. I don't remember. Is Deadpool DC or is it even Marvel? It's Marvel. No, it's Marvel. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking of Guardians because of the Wolverines in the new one. Yeah, yeah. Secret universe beneath ours. So this one, like, so I mean, judging by the trailer, is 100% CGI. There's like the whole world. Is it, have you seen this thing about the? Um, what do they call that room that they all act in now with the screens around them? It's not the vault, but it's like the... It isn't what you think. I can't remember. So I take it you like Paul... I mean, I like Paul Rudd, but oh, I, I like don't... Oh, I Paul Rudd for sure. I, I, I like Paul Rudd, but I don't like anyone enough to drag me into a... 
Oh, look, he's got Bill Murray. Oh, into, he's he's, uh, he's on the outs these days, isn't into, he? Into a Marvel movie or a DC movie. I, I've always, this is my most consistent position, I, and I'm not saying they're bad movies, it's just not my thing. Hold on one moment. The Room, you're typing away. What's the name of The Room? It's called The Volume. I, 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 I was trying to find Vault. It's called The Volume. Have you ever, there, there's a number of YouTube videos. So it's videos. like a green screen. No, well, it's what's coming in place of the green screens, but it's real projection. So it's imagine they created a, it's a screen. I don't know if it's a screen or if it's digital or whatever it is, but it's about, say, looks like it's 15 or 20 feet high, and it goes all the way around the actors. And they started using it, I think, in Game of Thrones. And so they can take the CGI stuff they plan oh, to yes. do yeah, and I've throw heard it up this. there immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they film it. Like, I don't even think they replace it with the – like, so instead of a green screen, first of all, like, it lets the people sort of see the environment yeah. they're in instead of acting in the green environment, green screen environment. But I think they also, like, use this stuff. It's almost like, uh, you know, how they used to do matte paintings or something like that. Oh, there's a, it, it's, it's like, like, it's like that, but it's now it's back live. Screen. It's back screen projection. Just and unbelievable. Set up in such a way so as people walk through it, you know, they can have it moving, you know, so you can just sort of walk in place and things like that. Anyway, so you're looking at these movies like Ant Man stuff, I guess. It looks like like they made made entirely. It's an ILM product, I think, at some level. You're obviously going to go and watch that. No, I'm not going to go to theater and watch it. Okay. I'll watch it at home. I I mean, like, I can't think the last time I went to maybe like those big ones go to the Marvel movies for like the Adventure Inc. But I'm not even sure I went to those. All right, press on. Throw me something else. Next one is called. Knock at the cabin. I'm not sure about what the David Bautista who's in like every movie now. So we got a couple and their kid, clearly adopted, who's like at, um, and there's a guy in the woods here. They're out, they're out at the cabin in the woods. Let's knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Yeah, and so let's see if I get that. Oh, here's the knock. We have, get the actual knock. And as you knock, the, the trailer says, from M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. Shyamalan. Am I pronouncing that wrong? M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. That's how we've always pronounced it. Leonard. I might actually cut and paste and put a little playlist together on our YouTube channel. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. In fact, I want my partner send me the links. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. So then, in addition to Dave Bautista, the other people who's, who don't seem to be famous actors that I can tell. it might be the most important job in the history of the world. It made me think a little bit of the... Um, the one with the lady in the water. Okay. But a little bit not quite as fanciful. We were called and are united by a common vision, which has now become a command that we cannot ignore. He's got the people. The four of us are here 
to prevent the apocalypse. Your family has been chosen to make a horrible decision. If you fail to choose, the world will end. That's right. Right along the course for his stuff. I mean, yeah, I, and again, I, and I want to make a general comment because I'm, I'm looking I at just, it thinking, yeah, okay, if I, if I run across that for free, I'll give it a go. M. Shyam- M. Night Shyamalan's very first movie actually is not The Sixth Sense. Was signed before? The, what? No. He did a movie before that, which is a sort of a semi-autobiographical movie about a kid growing up in Philadelphia. And I can't remember what it's called, but I ran into it one time. It's, you know, it's like one of those kid growing up thing. Funny, interesting, entertainment. And it was only later that I'm like, oh, that's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Then he went and did The Sixth Sense. And his whole career since has been variations on a theme of this sort of very loosely put Twilight Zone type type sort of storytelling where the rug is going to get pulled out of you and something's going to seem it's one way but it's not. Mm. I no no da, da, da. yeah I which I think for I and again his career has sort of reached this moment of diminishing returns and this was why I'd hit Jordan Peele with that same criticism like oh don't go down that road Jordan Peele I feel like M Night Shyamalan. I don't know it's easy for me as a, as a spectator to say, because Hollywood, you know, if he goes in, if men like Shanelan went in and pitched, pitched a romantic comedy, the executives would throw him out the door and go, why don't you do what you're good at? So I get that. But I just feel like it's the same old thing again. I wonder if that's true. That's, so he did, last movie he did was Old. Yeah, it was the I, same thing. It's the same. All I'm saying is it's sort of like semi-sci-fi, vaguely I horror, I Twilight Zone. Well, I was going to say to I me, just, to me, it's usually the intersection of regular regular people with uh, unexpected events, yeah, or, but these or are fanciful all, events or whatever it is. So again, it's varied. Like so, signs, aliens coming, and I just actually was watching that last night. Good I movie, like, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. I thought it was good. Um, but then you've got like Glass, which was a sequel to Unbreakable, and is like a sort of a superhero movie. It is based on magazines. I what I can't remember, like so, it's just for curiosity. Old. Every time they go to the old, beach, they get older. Yeah, old gross ninety million. Six, I, six cents. Well, six no, no, I, <laughs> lots more. But um, I'm not saying these things don't make money. All I'm saying is for no, no. Me, but when you say diminishing returns, like. I meant that from a creative standpoint. I don't. Are they worse? I don't know. I mean, I, I think. I think if you go back and watch the Sixth Sense, I think it, it stinks. Like it just is. Oh no! I've only ever watched it the one time. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was in, interesting the first time around. So now you expect all his stuff. The only the only M Night Shyamalan movie that's now going to surprise me if it's a movie that appears to be something that turns out to be a romantic comedy at the end. That's what I'm saying. Is creatively. These are all versions of the same story. So, anyway, Knock at the Cabin is based on a, a novel, 20 novel, 2018 novel, The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul G. Sure. something or other. Well, I'm just going to say, I think it, it could give it more Paul G. Tremblay. It could potentially give it, like, more of a shot at being okay. worthwhile because, you know, like, it's tough. To, those stories, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I you can watch it and tell me. Do, like, kind of thing. Well, I'm just going to Watch it and tell me. This one, I don't want to preview anything about okay. the name and say, I can't remember how quickly the trailer got into things, but... Medic. Oh, Jesus. 
just tell people it's what is that? It's like a cabin, a cabin full of blood and stuff. And there's apparently a bear that's mauled the people in the cabin. Beth, we should go. I feel like that's a play on that uh, movie, you know. Uh, this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. We got Carrie Russell, big big star. Carrie, yep. check it out. Something so, got into it. Anyway. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go. And the dearly departed Ray Liotta. Yeah. I think this is his last movie role. Yeah. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear is eating a brick of cocaine. Cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear. It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. Sorry, folks. All right, explain to our listeners what 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 they're hearing. Of course I can. This cocaine bear. Cocaine bear, based on a true story. True story in the not in the sense that a bear went on a rampage, but they did lose they they did lose a bunch of cocaine in the woods at some point. Found a bear. I think the bear was deceased or something. Like it looked like the bear had gotten into the cocaine. Then something crazy. I can't figure out if this is supposed to be funny or scary. I think it's supposed to be funny. Because the beginning of it is definitely scary. We definitely had a kid getting dragged into the woods during this trailer. Let but tell you what but obviously is. the stuff that people heard was clearly supposed to be funny. This is, this is an updated version, stylistically, of a film that doesn't get enough love. The original Lake Placid with Bridget Fonda... And Bill Pullman. Was that an alligator? That's about the like big a mega alligator. The big mega alligator in some lake in upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like it's Lake a Placid. horror movie, but it's funny. And it's and and like that original Lake Placid works because it's kind of got its tongue in its cheek, and yeah. yet its horror thrills are still very legit. And it gets away with it as a movie. Whereas if you watch like any of those piranha movies, they're so ridiculous. The horror. They're gory, but then moronic. Whereas yeah. Lake Placid, while its premise is kind of stupid and it is very funny, what I'm saying is it works because the action stuff works with it. In the same way, we have discussed Bullet Train, where the comedy and the action work, which is quite a hard thing to pull yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Cocaine Bear looks like if it's if it's as good as Lake Placid, I'll sit through it and go, you know something, I enjoyed that. I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, it's got real it's got actors. Some real people in you it. Know, and, um, and Elizabeth the... Banks is the director. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. And she's so, funny. And she's funny. So, I, yeah, you know. Here's another what one. What did you go first? Here's another one I can't figure out. Three seven three. People don't recognize the voice. That's Kylo Ren, also known Adam, as uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. By an undocumented asteroid. Pretty acclaimed, and I think an excellent actor. Oh yeah, he's terrific. Seems very dramatic at this part. Yep. On a long-range exploratory mission. Send help. Called 65, so I won't give anything else away. It's crazy that they named it 65. From the 
Writers of Quiet Place. I guess that's right. a so potential plus. Yeah. I've located one survivor. A child. I think he was carrying a cargo of passengers or something like that on a long-range trip. Is that? I might have maybe even said that at the beginning. Something like that, yeah. But at the end of the day, this is Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it feels a lot like a Planet of the Apes. So, like, it's alien out there. It turns out they're on Earth 65 million years ago, yes. which hence the 65, but which I mean, is, why don't you call it 65 million? Or, I don't know. Why 65? Because that would give it away. Whereas, whereas Planet of the Apes is, <laughs> well, he arrives back on Earth and thinks away. he's somewhere else. He's yeah. just in the future. But it says it right in the trailer, 65 yeah. million years so, ago. So, you know. And wasn't this also an M. Night Shyamalan movie with Will Smith? Where he, where he after arrived, Earth. After, 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 yeah, 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 that was on the list there. But the, um, so, he's now going to do, he's going to do Battle of dinosaurs with guns yeah. from the future. Okay. So, I can't figure out is this going to turn out to be better than, than I think? And that's, and that's why Adam Driver did it. Or does even Adam Driver have to make a buck here and there? Even Adam Driver has to make a buck. And here's the one thing, seriously, that is unspoken about in terms of actors and Hollywood, is that sometimes with certain projects, a writer is put in there for them that they owe another project. I don't know if that's no, so no, true No, 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 that is true. I, I know it, it has historically, but I can't... No, not even historically. Edward Norton is famous for being super critical of the fact that he had to do the Italian Job remake and he was a bit of a pain in the ass because he was clearly mailing it in because it was his and and one rider on him getting to push through something else. All I'm saying is this happens a lot in Hollywood because, again, Adam Driver doesn't need the money. This is not like 20, 30, 40 years ago when Michael Caine would I mean, do all kinds of junk if he wanted to build. None of them need the money, but we all no, like the money. But <laughs> I understand that. I, I do suspect it happens now and again that they get, look, can you do one more for us and we'll give you a choice of these three projects? And then he sees this and he goes, oh, yeah, action movie might be a franchise. I might do okay out of it. I think that still goes on. It still goes on. It's the nature of the business, you know. By the way, just to clarify, for these movies that we're talking about are coming out between now and maybe early uh, May, so like May, April, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, probably. Um, I, I was just, I quickly ran to Google to see why did Adam Driver do 65, but at this point, I, I guess those are the articles that will come out after it. I don't, maybe, who knows? Maybe it'll be good, maybe. No, we're, I just we're think not lots of movies, it's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people, I, I think creatively, an actor wants to get, you know, Adam Driver tends to do a lot of movies with a lot of other people. This very, this very much looks like a two-hander, him and the kid. Even That's Tom true. Hanks now, again, he's like, yeah, it's just me and a cartoon yeah, robot. Could, could be cheap you know, to I, make. I, yeah, I, but I also think two on a... They could do it in the volume. Oh, yeah, but in a creative sort of sense, you know, I'll be yeah, interested in the dude. I, they're like anyone else when they pick a job. Mm-hmm. What else do you have for us? I got uh, one of the movies in a franchise. You think your wife can hear you? No. But why bother? I'm trying to think of that actor is Maybe that's I'm not yeah. Keanu Reeves. You're going to die. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, the one thing watching this trailer, so I, people I'm sure have already figured out that it's uh, a new day is done. That was a guy from uh, Bullet Train. Yeah. Bullet Train. The rules. Um, management is the new John Wick 4. Just says chapter 4, doesn't say anything about it. Who 
is this? The Marquis de Gramont. Seems like some other people moving in on him. Combat. Well, it's a John Wick movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, there is a little twist here. You should have to listen for it. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. I think we're going to suddenly find out he has some extended family oh, that he's left behind. There's a whole yeah, listen to musical family. It's time to get married. Or buried. Wasn't he killed in the last one? <laughs> I don't, not John not. Wick. Uh, we're looking at Lawrence Fishburne's yeah, yeah. character. I mean, it's a John Wick movie. It looks like a John Wick movie, right? Right. And again, the, yeah. the table will honor its word. I, I will say this: the the way he does that voice, like it's not even just a stereotype. He has a stereo, a special John Wick voice. I, yeah, yeah, I think I'm back. I'm gonna give John the, the John Wick franchise. I really enjoyed two of them, and the others I just kind of watch, and I'm like, yeah, right. The the, the, the quality control. These don't seem realistic. Right. No, but the, the, <laughs> the quality control in John, John Wick movies tend to deliver familiar faces, yeah. some actors giving it. No one looks like they're mailing it in. I, there is a surprising level of quality from John Wick movie to John Wick movie, which is not something that can be said yeah. for well, Jurassic Park. So, perfect example. Like, this is like, you can't go wrong. That movie's going to make money, yeah. right? Like, it's maybe it won't make three times its budget, but it's going to make twice its budget or at least you know or something, something like I mean, nobody's ever going to. You know, the same thing is that we never talk about the if, Fast and the Furious franchise. Right. But it's indestructible, right? Yes. And if you are predisposed <laughs> to liking those things. I guess some people it, could say the same thing about James Bond movies. <laughs> oh, I don't I think the thing with John Wick is if you're predisposed to throwing down your $20, you're not going to walk out there ever going, well, I was wasting my time and money. No. And that says something. Getting a show. Next one. Um, Last one, which uh, I think this is in May, and arguably this is one of those ones that we talk about the bleed of the summer season. Yeah, or probably one of those where we'll sort of gone. Come at the end of April. But no matter what happens next, galaxy still needs its guardians so the shot shows them Hello. landing what looks like earth in peace except everybody there's an animal like they're in suits and stuff and they're animals so i'm guessing this is maybe rocket's place or something i don't know come on Drax. Dave Bautista again. yes I'm Dave who's in the knives out movie yeah <laughs> Of course, it will have a soundtrack, you know, that's of retro songs. Where are we came from? We have been running our whole lives. Pete, I'm done running. See, like it says next summer, but let me... I'll be one of those sneaky early... Someone always tries to get in first, meaning May. And so this is probably going to be a May release. I do know that Indiana Jones 4 is April, slate, or uh, 5 is slated for like June the 7th. So yeah, May 5th. Yeah, so, like so it's trying to get right in the, in the beginning before yeah, you know they what? Kind of you get know a what? head start on everybody. They want to get in in the beginning so that sure. they don't run afoul of us. Yeah. Because if we hammer the movie in the summer movie preview, that could affect their box office. <laughs> right, I'm sure. So that was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. My gut reaction, because I don't watch those movies, was when it was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I'm like, 
Shouldn't it be four? Haven't they already done three of these? Well, I don't watch them. They played such a big role in like a bunch of the Avengers. You know, the, all those Avenger end games where you're thinking you've seen them before. Okay, but it is interesting. Like, can they take something like this and rewind it back to like a smaller thing than End of the Earth? And I think they probably can. But technically, it is the third Guardians of not third Guardians of Galaxy appearance. It's the right. third. With, it's if, a third of their own movies. If you're one of the same people, way, like you right. had Captain America, and then they were he was in Avengers, and yeah, then you had another right. Captain America. And it's like Wolverine is the one character that seems to just show up everywhere in Marvel, and you can kind of get away with it because he's very compelling. And by the way, I watched Logan again on TV the other week, and mm-hmm. remembered what a great movie that yeah. is. Um, yeah, so I'm assuming you'll watch that. I don't watch him, so. But I will go. And I will watch John Wick. So yeah, I skipped over we, for a while there. I was thinking about doing a couple of the summer ones that are no, really hot no. thing. But but just so people know, there's an Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny. Right over the bat, I'm like, uh oh, like the Dial of Destiny, like that nah, too too hard. And then there's a Barbie movie with uh, Margot Robbie where and and Ryan Gosling, yeah. Plays Barbie and Ken coming yeah. out of I don't know some imaginary world. What else do we have coming up? We can wait. Oh, look we at this the Harold Flash. and the Purple Crayon. Never heard of that. Oh, you don't know the book? Then maybe that's an American thing. Yeah, it must be an American thing. Yeah, but it's, it's not rolled Dow. So what else do we have? We Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Oh dear. Oppenheimer. So some stuff coming up. I think the summer movie preview this coming up in about six weeks. No, a bit more than that. Yeah. No, three months is going to be the Marvels. Another Marvel compelling. thing. With Brie Larson yeah. playing. Uh, Captain Marvel and all that jazz. What is that? This big shark thing. All That's this. the Meg 2, isn't it? Oh, dear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, summer movie preview is going to be very interesting. Yeah. All right, so we've got to the end of this one. So there's some stuff to watch in the interim. Mm-hmm. I will attempt to pull it together if my partner sends me all the links. I'll sure. put together a YouTube playlist. I, close, and I, clo- you'll be able I to closed them all there. as we went, so no, okay. I'll go find them all. All right, well, that's up to you so yeah, that our yeah. people can see, our fans can watch the same trailer we uh-huh. just did. And of course, the 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 winner of this year's summer movie preview, or the August, the night, the marginally, two, yeah, the yeah. twenty twenty two win. Well, you won in that. You won on penalties, but you still won. <laughs> there you go. Messi's not going. Oh, my World Cup doesn't really yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, you won on penalties. Oh, I only came you. in third in our uh, football pool this this year, yeah. and it's last year of existence. So. All right, I think I think that was it. Yep. Right, this has been the Atlantic Voice Podcast. I'm Zeph. I'm Eric. Take care. You've just enjoyed Eric and Zeph on the Atlantic Voice Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Atlantic underscore voice. You can find the show at Libsyn.com, iTunes, and of course at AtlanticVoice.net. Email us at AtlanticVoice at gmail.com. And now on YouTube, search for the Atlantic Voice. The Atlantic Voice, 3,000 miles of opinion.